In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. When a Christian mother and father present their child for baptism, they're not only asking the Lord to to bless their baby, they're certainly doing a lot more than asking for their baby to be dedicated. As St. Paul explains, baptism is adoption. A black baptism is being incorporated into the covenant that Christ accomplished on the cross, being made part of the body of Christ. Certainly separable from Jesus, but it's never the will of God that one be separated from Christ once joined to him. And neither sword nor any power on earth or under the earth can separate us from God. Only we can do that to ourselves. Speaking of which, confessions the day after Christmas and the Saturday after Christmas were remarkable. I think the numbers for that Wednesday and Saturday were just about equal to the Wednesday and Saturday before Christmas. So... I thank you. I hope that doesn't mean that there were a lot of unpleasant Christmas dinner tables. But Father Melmer and I have been talking about a new pastoral initiative for 2019, and it's called Don't Sin. (laughs) So we may hear more about that on Monday and Tuesday. In any event, we can only be the cause of our separation from God. Once we are baptized, we are adopted. We are his adopted sons and daughters. That means we are part of his family. We are part of those who are properly closest to him. Not members of the Holy Trinity, but we participate in the life of the Trinity. And so heaven is no longer some impossible dream. Heaven isn't even simply a reward for good behavior. Heaven becomes your inheritance once you are adopted as God's son or daughter. Woven then into the mystery of baptism is that a mother and a father who are rejoicing over their newborn baby, or twin babies as the case may be, they're actually offering up their children to be adopted by God. And that giving of their children to God is a death by a thousand cuts. It's the first sleepover. It's the first day of school before that. It's uh, the first sleepaway camp. It's, uh, go, it's the driver's license. It's the, it's the you know, prom. It's, it's going off to college. It's uh, giving them... Um, entrusting them to a spouse in marriage or bringing them to the doors of the monastery or watching them be ordained. Moms and dads, but especially moms, they are, they are always giving, um, giving their children back to God. 
So in today's gospel is this, is this beautiful mystery that reinforces not only that home in Nazareth, where Jesus was obedient to Joseph and Mary. Not just biding his time, but growing in wisdom. St. Luke says that twice, about how Christ was at Nazareth. First, before the gospel that we just heard, at the end of the presentation, in Luke chapter 2, verse 39, and after they had performed all things according to the law of the Lord, they returned into Galilee, to their city Nazareth, and the child grew and waxed strong, full of wisdom, and the grace of God was in him. And then after, and what continues immediately after that is what we just heard, verse 41 of chapter 2, down to verse 52, and how does... How does today's section conclude? And he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was subject to them. And his mother kept all these words in her heart. And Jesus advanced in wisdom and age and grace with God and men. Jesus is the incarnate word of God, the only begotten son of God, the second person of the Holy Trinity. taking unto himself a human body, human soul, human nature. That union of God and man doesn't mean that our our Lord in the womb was already aware, self-aware of all the divine knowledge that he um, is proper to him as the second person of the Holy Trinity. As his brain grew, he was able to know more. But growing doesn't mean simply getting bigger. Growing interiorly doesn't simply mean having more data in our memory. It also means accumulating wisdom. And Jesus did. The home, home life in Nazareth wasn't simply waiting. It's an act of life. And yet, at the same time, this, this beautiful life, he married life, family life is, is heroic, is difficult. There are glimpses of heaven, glimpses of paradise, especially when everyone's asleep. We heard that in the 80s. A child's face says the most amazing things, especially the mouth part of the face. But as heroic as family life is sometimes, it's beautiful. It's like a, it's like a really, really fantastic wine. And I, I mean this in all sincerity. It, because some people haven't had the, the great blessing of a beautiful, happy, peaceful family. But to have a little bit of a happy home life is like a really fantastic wine where just a little bit you will savor for a long, long time. 
But by the same token, like a really, really great wine, it's, it's almost impossible to have too much of it. It never makes you sick. And yet what we see in this gospel passage is that our Lord is already pointing to his eternal Father in heaven. He's already pointing to our, our home, our family, is not an end unto itself, but prepares us for heaven. Obeying mom and dad, mom and dad being subordinate to each other, prepares us for life in the body of Christ. And either by way of good example and, and patient and encouraging um, accompaniment, or by virtue of family life just being where it's most difficult to be good and so forces us to be good. It's where, it's where saints are born. And that's also where vocations come from. Interspersed between these two mention, mentions by St. Luke of our Lord growing in wisdom in Luke chapter 2, or immediately preceding the first mention of that, is St. Luke describing a, a, a beautiful, prayerful old woman, Anna, prophetess, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was far advanced in years and lived with her husband seven years from her virginity, and she was a widow until fourscore and four years, which is 84 years, who departed not from the temple by fastings and prayers, serving night and day. Now she, at the same hour, coming in, confessed to the Lord and spoke of him to all that looked for the redemption of Israel. Some people who have been blessed with a beautiful family or who have had uh, a difficult family show the, the fruit of God's grace by having their own beautiful family and a beautiful marriage. And it's, it's wonderful to see generations of, of happy marriages. It's, it's a... It's a it's like, the, it's like the second reading, where you, you just see, you, you just see um, children around their parents and, uh, as a blessing from God that continues on and on. But it's also absolutely remarkable and miraculous to see someone who had a, a very difficult, if not abusive, childhood who then works through all of those crosses and finds a beautiful spouse and has a gorgeous big family. It's, it's like the resurrection. It's amazing. But another kind of fruit that comes from family life, be it easy or difficult, are vocations to the religious life. And that actually is one thing that with... Uh, our coworkers, staff, volunteers, and the other priests, I dearly want to see 
take a step forward in the next year, and two, is to see young women entering religious life, young men entering the seminary. Knowing that that they could be married if they so chose, and yet are willing to give it up for the sake of God and his church. When one has a beautiful, happy, supportive family, it's, it makes it so much easier to be able to know that you're loved and you're cherished and that you're making a great sacrifice as opposed to exercising your only option or throwing your life away. But then there are those really, really brave souls who, who cling so dearly to God, who have found their spiritual mother, who have found their spiritual father, and who have turned a difficult story into a glorious one. So I encourage you on this feast day of the Holy Family to spend time with our Lord, specifically in chapter 2 of St. Luke's Gospel. And to thank God for all the blessings he's given you. To ask God for more grace and patience and mercy for all the crosses he's permitting you to carry. And to thank God in advance for all the fruits that will come from it. All the saints and all the sacraments that will give glory to God for generations to come. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.